Welcome to the Kingdom Eagles Church, where hearts and minds are always in one accord. And the multitude of they that believed were of one heart and of one mind. Beloved, every stage in life has its own challenges. We tend to differ in the way we handle or solve them, be it out of ignorance, misinformation that mislead many into adopting temporary solutions, escapism, blaming, smoking, addiction, or seeking help from wrong sources, while others persistently make efforts to change their circumstances. Others give up and allow these circumstances to define who they really are not. Some have adopted new characters, anger, to overcome these challenges. Others have gone into drugs, some into prostitution, and some have turned suicidal. Problems never quit. But you know what? You can make a smart decision today by desiring Jesus more, by taking a step out of your comfort zone and embracing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Lord will hear you. The Lord will intervene in your life. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. And above everything, He will restore you and give you a new life to live hearts and minds in one accord. Pastor Kevin. night in his awesome presence. It's our second Friday of the month and we take this to be our tarry night, our night of signs and wonders and our night of miracles. As many as will join us tonight, as many as will walk through the doors of the church, I believe they've come and I believe as many as will be watching tonight, the Bible declares that he that cometh to me must come believing. And I love this passage so much because it sets the prelude, it sets the foundation for everyone who wants to be blessed. Because it is when you have that mind and that understanding that you desire a blessing from God that indeed you are blessed. We know that there are commanded blessings because the rain and the sun shines on everyone, believers believers and unbelievers. Those are commanded blessings. But there are blessings that you come into them as a result of your inheritance in Christ Jesus when you give your life to Christ. There is a distinction. Hallelujah. And that is why I love the Lord. Because in such a time when we set ourselves apart in such a night for God to move, God will indeed honor us because we didn't walk into his presence just casually. We walked in with a need. We walked in with a desire. We walked in with an expectation. We walked in because we know 
that while others are asleep, we can cry unto God our Father, and He will hear us, and He will answer us. Amen. Tonight we're going to have a word from the Lord. First Kings chapter 18, from verse 41 to 46. First Kings chapter 18, from verse 41 to 46. And it reads, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. If you have a different version, let me know. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. Amen. Thank you. Your version says of abundance. The sounds of abundance rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servants. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab, Hit up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. Verse 46 says, The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. And this is the word of the Lord. What a beautiful passage. I'm going to speak tonight on one word. Talk your clock. Say never talk your clock. <laughs> I know many of us have enjoyed this particular passage. And many gospel singers will sing about this this passage a lot about how Elijah called on fire. It's a very common passage with ministers when we preach and want to demonstrate the power of God. But today the Lord is taking me to focus on an area of the passage. But before we get to that area of the passage, I want us to remind ourselves of what this story is all about. Now we realize that the children of God indeed backslided. They went back to their old lifestyle. And they realized that there was the prominent worship of Baal. It had consumed the whole place. Baal worship became so famous, so, so popular that Baal could get more than 400 prophets. 
he thought only about building up his own ministry. Ahab was so much boasting about his strength in his ministry. There was no focus on God. And because of this kind of lifestyle, Elijah became very angry because the people were not focusing on God anymore. So, Elijah had shut the heavens for three and a half years and it won't rain. Because he wanted to prove that he had a God who could hear and he could answer. And there was a power tussle between the God of Elijah and the God of Baal. Who was stronger and who was tougher? And because of this, there was bound to be drought, severe famine, because of the pronouncement of one man and God honored it. The land was dry and everything on food stop and everything got dry. And even Elijah himself, the brook that he relied on, he got dried up. Yes, the brook got cut off from him. Where would the ravens come to feed him anymore? The time for the ravens was good, but God says no. Elijah moved him from the brook right now because the brook is not available. Go to the woman. You meet the woman of Zarephath. And she will provide for you food. And we see that there was great provision. Miraculous provision. And at this time, because of a severe famine, Ahab the king was hungry. He had searched for Elijah everywhere. Elijah to be able to reverse the ordinance of what he has spoken in the life of his nation. But Elijah was nowhere to be found. And when they found Elijah, he challenged them up to Mount Carmel where he demonstrated the power of God and he came down. And after the power, before the power of God came down, the Bible tells us clearly that he did some specific things before the power of God could show up. One, he repaired the broken altar of God. Why? Because the altar of God was no more intact for people to be able to worship God and feel his presence. And so Elijah, he repaired the altar of God. And he told the people to make preparations for the sacrifice. And when God showed up indeed, People could know that this indeed, the God of Elijah was a great God. And Elijah commanded that they should seize all the false prophets of Baal and kill all of them. 400 of them. But at the same time, he then said to Ahab, go back to your palace. Because there is rain in abundance on its way. When I give you the subject matter to be talk your clock, what does it mean to talk your clock? Because before we go deep into our message, I want us to have an understanding of what a clock and talking your clock means. When we look at the Old Testament, we'll see that it was indeed customary to men and women to dress in long gowns. The long clock actually a sense of pride and beauty and a covering to both men and women was so beautiful 
But at the same time, because it was long, it prevented individuals from walking faster. Because anything that goes below your knees, it limits your strides. How far you could go. It limits how urgently you could respond to a need. It limits how quickly you can step into a situation. Why? Because the way in which the rock is done, it, is, it actually prevents you from operating freely at every given moment. And so in the biblical culture, in the, both the, old, in the Old Testament, both men and women's robes were like what we have in graduation robes. Hello, somebody. That when you know when you put on this graduation robe, you have, you are commanded to walk with elegance. Hello? Yeah. You watch your steps. You move knowing fully whether it covers a kind of environment. You know actually who stands before you and who comes behind you and therefore it conditions your way of movement. And so, you begin to realize that for you to be able to move faster, you have to limit it. You have to fold it either to your knees or you have to carry it to your waist. Then you tie it up to your waist so that your legs can gain access into a freer movement. I want you to follow me up very closely. And so in the Bible, they call it actually gilding the loins. According to 1 Peter 1.13, it talks about gilding up the loins of your mind. Because it is in preparation for something. If you find somebody wrapping up their cloth to their waist and tying up, it's in preparation for something. It's in anticipation for something. It's in readiness for a divine move. It's in readiness for a supernatural action. It's a significance of preparedness and of seriousness that something is about to manifest. And so therefore in this passage, we see that Elijah, for three and a half years, a country has suffered and God sent word to Elijah. Elijah did not choose the time the rain will come, though he spoke about limiting the heavens. But when God had had enough of it, it was God who sent his word to Elijah. I want you to follow up with me very closely. And God then sends Elijah to go to Ahab. And so Elijah makes his way to, to meet Ahab. And on his way he finds Obadiah, who is also a godly man, who serves in a palace. And he introduces himself to him. He says, are you Elijah? Because my master has been looking for you for a long time. Where have you been? He says, I have come. Go bring your master here. He said, no, I can't go bring my master here because by the time I come and the Lord has taken you from this place, my master will kill me. But remember that I have hidden 50 prophets in a cave. 
one of the prophets in the game, two in 50 in each of the caves, and I fed them because I had to hide them from Jezebel. And so, when Ahab financially shows himself up, we realize that this is when Elijah takes them up to Mount Carmel, and at the end of the day, we realize that after his miracle, after his miracle, when God had decided to put an end to the drought, to the season of the famine in the land, God had brought them to Mount Carmel to witness his power and for God also to bring his people back to enjoy the blessing they were coming back in abundance. But the question we want to answer tonight is, what does this passage mean to us? What is God trying to tell us tonight as concerns this passage? We see that church, many of us sitting tonight, we've had an expectation of change. We have been believing God for a new direction. We have been expecting an outburst of a new happening around us. There has been a craving for something new to begin. There has been a craving for something to move new in our lives to show us there is a turning point of a dryness we are going through. Of a, of a dryness we are going through. Of a drought we are going through. Of a struggle we are going through. Of a cycle we are going through. We are expecting a new move. Even in our spirit. That because of the challenges we are going through, instead of us growing wide in our spirit, we are growing weak and weary. Many are growing weak and weary. Many are drying out in the spirit. But you see, yet there is a time, and there is indeed a time, that God wants to bring an end to all that. But the unfortunate thing is that, Many of us are still wearing our beautiful robes and not sensitive to the fact that God needs our urgent preparation and our urgent move because he is about to bring a refreshing presence in the dryness of our lives. Many of us are not getting over an expectation that God is about to do something and it is no more about God not doing it. God is expecting us to pick up our garments and tuck them onto our belts in readiness in anticipation for a new move in the name of Jesus. I pray and I prophesy tonight that as many whose garments have worn them down, beaten by the storms of life, beaten by situations of life, that tonight you will pick up your garments, you will die in your body with your belt, and you will step forward and say, God, I am ready for the next move in my life. I am ready to move forward. I am ready to move regardless of what I see. I know that you are about to move. I know that the signs you just showed me are the signs that you are with me. So as I start tonight, I lift up my garment and I dump my clock upon my belt in readiness for the next move because I am confident I have entered a new season of blessings, a new season of rain, a new season 
and all the believers we are one in heart and mind. Welcome to the Kingdom Eagles Church, where you experience God in a unique way through intense worship, fresh prayers, undiluted God's word. Okay, that believe we're of one heart and one soul. Where we share with one another and we care for one for another. For the declaration. You and me. In you we move. In you we have our being. Like that is time of life So I think it was on Friday that I called Pastor Kevin and I told him what was Believers. going on. I believe you. Undeniable testimonies. And share with everybody. And prayer was spirit filled. It was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And this is from us. Ready to experience God today at the Kingdom Eagles Church. 6716 HWY6 Southwest Houston, Texas 77083. Service starts every Sunday at 10 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Night the G every other Friday at 10 p.m. You are in line for your next miracle. Kingdom Eagles Church. Hearts and minds in one accord. There is a need 
God has a particular way and a particular design, God's design, and for you to fit in God's design, there need to be some adjustments in the way you carry yourself. There need to be some adjustments in the way you see yourself. There need to be some adjustments in which you hear God. When God says yes, no one can say no. When God opens the door and says walk in, it is a time to walk in and not a time to ask questions. Because God must not walk with your understanding. God walks with faith.
and all the believers we are one in heart and mind. Welcome to the Kingdom Eagles Church, where you experience God in a unique way through angels' worship, fresh prayers, undiluted God's word. Of okay. We're of one heart and one soul. Where we share with one another and we care for one another. For the declaration. In you we move, in you we have our being. Like that is So I think it was on Friday that I called Pastor Kevin and I told him what was Believers. Undeniable testimonies. And shame with everybody. And prayer was spirit filled. It was beautiful. Thank you, thank you, Got you. And this is from us. Ready to experience God today at the Kingdom Eagles Church. 6716 HWY6 Southwest Houston, Texas 77083. Savage Church every Sunday at 10 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Night the G every other Friday at 10 p.m. You are in line for your next miracle. Kingdom Eagles Church. Hearts and minds in one accord.